Welcome to Keto Combos, a podcast about the ketogenic lifestyle, whole body health, and self-discovery. Each week, we deliver the best analysis of optimal health. Now, here's your hosts, Danielle and Kimberly. Hey, hey, Keto Combo listeners. Today's guest is a certified ketogenic lifestyle and intermittent fasting coach. She is a seven-year breast cancer survivor who follows a ketogenic lifestyle and has been able to lose 120 pounds with it. She not only came off all of her medications, but also improved her overall blood work results. She offers several programs to help others learn to live keto. Her programs include group or private coaching, pantry cleanouts, and even grocery store field trips. Danielle and I are so excited to welcome Sandy Korshnak to Keto Combos Podcast. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. We are so excited to have you on today and talking about your journey and your story um, and, you know, inspiring and encouraging other people. So first, we're just going to start off with a little bit of a backstory on you. You can talk about, you know, why you decided to um, implement a ketogenic lifestyle, how it's helped you and just kind of share your story that way. Okay. Um, I have struggled with weight my entire life. Um, I was always the fat person that got made fun of in school by my sisters, um, that kind of stuff. So, so I was always heavy. Um, it, when I was 40 years old, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I went through a year of treatment. And when I finished my treatment, I was exhausted. Um, I basically used my, my work that year as a distraction. And I was like a workaholic that year. I did not take any days off except for the day I had my lumpectomy and two crash days for chemo. Like your third day after chemo, you have like a crash day where you come off all the steroids and stuff and it just totally wipes you out. Oh. So I think I took off two days for that and the day that I had my surgery for my lumpectomy. And that was it for the entire year. Wow. So by the time I was done, I was tired. Um, I was totally exhausted. And I just spent, you know, a couple months feeling sorry for myself. I was mad. Um, I was mad that I had cancer to begin with. I was mad that, you know, friends of mine in my... Um, cancer groups, um, some of them had passed away. They weren't as lucky as me. They, you know, thought they were finished and had recurrences and, you know, within no time died. You know, it's not like um, they did anything different than me. I was just luckier than them, you know? So I, I was mad about that. I was just mad about all of it, you know? And um, I was able to taste food again. When you go through chemo, you can't taste food. Um, there's a lot of things that you, that you can taste and a lot that you can't. And as I look back on it now, a lot of the stuff I couldn't taste was sugar. Um, I didn't have coffee every day because I liked it very, very sweet. So I cut out my coffee while I was doing chemo. I couldn't taste pasta. I couldn't taste potatoes. Um, I couldn't eat cookies or any, like it just tasted really weird. Um, and uh, like when I look at back on it now, it kind of seems like that was my body trying to tell me not to eat those 
kind of things. Right. Yeah. Like it's weird when I when I look back now, but um, so I didn't eat a lot of that kind of stuff when when I was doing chemo. So I, I did lose some weight, um, and then when I was able to taste food again, I ate it. You know, so I was eating the potato chips and the cookies and um, pasta and mashed potatoes and all that kind of stuff, bread that I couldn't taste before. You know, for that whole year that I was going through chemo, so. I gained, I gained back everything that I lost while I was doing chemo, probably about 30, maybe 40 pounds. So I was about 265 pounds, I think, when I, when I first started um, saying that that was enough. You know, my husband was also heavy and he had started low carb. He started Atkins diet and I saw the kind of stuff that he was eating and I was like, well, I could do that. You know, I could eat meat, I could <laughs> eat cheese, like that doesn't seem hard. So that's what I started doing. Um, we kind of did it together. And somewhere along the way, I downloaded a fitness tracker and, you know, I was counting my carbs and I saw how many carbs my coffee was costing me a day. And, um, like I went to Dunkin' and I would get like a five and five. So there was a lot of carbs in that because it was five sugars and super extra amount of cream. And I was like, I can't spend this much. Like it's not even worth it, you know? So I weaned back on my coffee and I went totally black coffee, um, which was totally unheard of for me because it was always super, super sweet. Um, and from there, I just kind of started looking for recipes you know, like we all do, we get sick of the same things over and over. We start looking right. on Pinterest and I kept seeing keto. And I'm like, what is this? Like, well, I don't even know what this is, you know? But every time I would research like low carb, keto would come up. So I started looking into that a little bit more. And the more I read about it, the more I saw that there were more benefits than just weight loss. Um, you know, there are some cancer fighting properties about it there's um you know it helps with your blood sugar and your uh high blood pressure which i also had um i was done two different pills for high blood pressure oh wow and i was being told that i was pre-diabetic you know my father died of a heart attack due to his diabetes his father died of a heart attack due to his diabetes my mother's father died of a heart attack due to his diabetes like it's wow very common in my family um so I started seeing all this other, all the other benefits to it, and I started experiencing them. Um, I so from there, you know, I was losing weight. People were noticing, and they were asking me how I was doing it, and I just kind of started sharing along. I mean, I guess I was right from the beginning because people were following me in my cancer journey. So I already had people that were following me online that would, you know, like I would post something and they would comment or, you know, cheer me along or whatever. So when I started the weight loss thing, I just continued posting, you know, and they just kept continued follow me and cheer me on and, you know, stuff like that. So as I started losing more weight, um, a lot of people were asking me what I was doing. My husband said, why don't you like see if you could get yourself certified or, you know, is there any kind of a thing for that? You know, right. so yeah. the more, 
the more people were asking me, I was like, you know, I should, I should look into this, you know? So that's what I did. And I found, um, I found a class, well, a course and got certified. And from there, that's kind of where it started. Awesome. That's, that's a, that's a huge story and like huge transformations. And, um, you know, your journey is like so powerful and inspiring for sure. Um, in case you didn't know what she was referring to when she's talking about coaching is that she is a fellow coach of Danielle and I, so we are all certified ketogenic coaches together. Um, but going off of that a little bit, you went, you went a little bit further, didn't you? You, um, you started or you got sort of, are you certified within intermittent fasting? Is that what you're doing? I am. Yes. I got certified to do intermittent fasting and I'm currently taking a class, um, the primal living course. Okay. So that one is pretty in depth and it's, it's probably about a year long and I'm, I think I'm through like the third or fourth pod on that now. So I think I have 14 more to go. Like it's, it's pretty long. (laughs) So do you want to elaborate a little bit like on like how living a ketogenic lifestyle and implementing, um, intermittent fasting kind of like works together and how they feel like they, I feel like they mesh really well. And typically I mean, just kind of making a little point here just for our listeners is that usually when you are eating a, you know, the, the, a ketogenic diet, I, I always get, want to point out there's a difference between low carb and keto. Um, but right. if you're actually in nutritional ketosis, intermittent fasting comes super, super easy and actually really natural for us. But I'll just have Sandy just kind of explain how they kind of work really well together and why she decided to, you know, get certified in intermittent fasting so that she can help that or implement that in her coaching? Okay. Um, yeah, so intermittent fasting is just the um, not eating. It's just not eating. Um, you know, nat- you naturally kind of fall into it when you're um, doing keto because all the fats help keep you full and you're not, you're not hungry. Like a standard American diet, you, um, you eat the carbs and then you come off of them and you kind of get hungry and cranky and and then you eat more sugar and it brings you back up and then you come up like you have that crash and burn kind of thing um where with keto you're not doing that you're just a steady even keel and intermittent fasting is just um teaching your body to eat the fat that's already on your body um basically so yes you know you're pushing back your your first meal of the day. Um, when I wake up, I'm not hungry, so I don't eat. You know, like we've always been taught, you have to eat three meals a day, you have to eat three snacks a day. So you're constantly eating and you're constantly feeding that that sugar crave, like carb addiction, you know? So um, this kind of puts a stop to that because when you're eating keto, you're not hungry. So when I wake up, I just have black coffee in the morning and probably about one, 1.30. I think it was like two o'clock today when I had my first meal and I just had, you know, some, some meat rolled up with some cheese and, and that was it. And then I'll have my next meal will be dinner and I'll have that six, seven o'clock. Um, I try to be done eating by eight o'clock. So I'm typically fasting from eight o'clock at night until one o'clock in the afternoon, I think. You know, yeah. and the only thing that I drink is black coffee and water. You know, sometimes I'll go, 
I've done a couple extended fasts. Like I, I think a 40 hour was the longest I've done just oh to see God. if I could do it, you know, and it, <laughs> yeah. and it honestly wasn't as hard as you think it is, you know, like, you think, <laughs> Oh my God, I can't, I could never do that. You know? And it was actually, know. we came back from Miami from the coaches retreat and um, my plane was delayed. I got on the plane at whatever time I was supposed to. I left the house at five o'clock. The plane was supposed to take off at nine. We were sitting in the plane. They pulled us out to the runway. There was something wrong with the plane. They brought us back in to the, to the gate, said, we're going to fix it, fixed it, pushed us back out. Something else was wrong. They brought us back in. And this happened like three or four times. The plane never took off till after 12 o'clock, I think. Oh my gosh. And people were insane on sitting because they wouldn't let us get off because they thought they were going to fix it soon. So nobody could get off they weren't passing out food or drinks or anything because we weren't in the air so oh. all these people were like insane and i, I was just angry there, like, totally, yeah and i was totally fine i was like oh, this is bad you know so i was like i wonder how long i could do this so i just you know i didn't get to philly airport till like six six o'clock at night and then i didn't eat i waited i flew to our local airport from philly and it wasn't until like the next day dinner, I think I ate. Wow. So it was like, like without even really thinking about it, I did it, you know? Um, right. You just have to keep yourself busy. Yeah. And, like if you're, if you're sitting at a table full of food, of course you're going to start getting hungry because your mind is telling you that all this food is there and you want to eat it. But right. if you keep yourself busy, so you're not thinking about, oh, I missed, I missed lunch today. I missed dinner, you know, then you don't even realize it and, and you can do it, you know? So that's kind of what I teach, you know, right. kind of keeping people just to have a distraction and, you know, there, there are certain foods that you want to eat when you're fasting or when you're not fasting to keep you full while you are fasting, you know? So. Right. Sure. And just to clarify, fasting does not mean starving yourself. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's what I think a lot of people think when they first hear it is it means okay yes. you don't get to eat you're going to be hungry you're going to be weak and they don't yes. understand that with you being a coach you get them ready for that so their body right. is ready they are mentally ready they're not starving themselves if they're hungry they can still eat but right. when you get them to that point then they are safely able to go through a fasting period and then their feasting period where they get to eat amazing foods <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> Awesome. And when you're when you're getting ready like for a PET scan, they tell you don't eat carbs because they're looking for sugar. Like they're looking for they put sugar through you. You know what I mean? Like they right. the IV mm -hmm. the sugar water or whatever. And they're looking for that to light up with your tumor right. or, with your tumor or whatever. So and this was before I started low carb or anything, and they were like, You can't eat carbs the day before. I was like, what like what am i supposed to eat like i can't believe it you're not gonna let me have carbs like for 24 hours i was like freaking out i'm like what do you mean i can't have carbs like everything has carbs in it you know and now i'm like i could do that like standing <laughs> on my you know what i mean like that's like nothing but yeah i have an aunt that argues with me every time like she tries to get me to eat and i'll be like oh no i'm not eating until dinner you have to eat i'm like but why yeah because you yeah. have to and i'm like but i'm not hungry right I'm like, but why? If I'm not hungry, why do I have to eat? 
exactly no answer except because you're supposed to you know what i mean like that's her right. only answer but that's an answer we've know? been yeah we've been trained to believe that we need to eat you know three meals a day and snacks in between between right. constantly constantly consuming food and it's really not true and that's actually extremely unhealthy for your digestive system mm -hmm. your digestive yep. system has not even digested the food you ate an hour or two hours before right. that and it's like holy moly it is like overload on your body so it is it, yeah. it's, listening to your body is huge with any like especially with any lifestyle that you're doing it's like don't just because you feel like you haven't ate for three or four hours doesn't mean you need to go eat something because you haven't ate. Like you need to listen to your body. And you know, if you're hungry, eat, if you don't, if you're not hungry, don't right. eat, you know, but right. going back to, um, a little bit talking about like your cancer and remission and talking about that, do you feel like living this lifestyle helps you maintain your cancer remission? Because we know that, um, cancer has like an Achilles heel about the sugar and ketone and feeling, feeling your body that way. So do you feel like it's a huge part of the reason why you're doing, doing is because of your cancer, um, you being in remission and trying to prevent it from, from ever, you know, resurfacing again. Um, that is a big reason why I'm being as clean as I am. Um, a lot of people do dirty keto, you know, they'll do yeah. like sugar-free jello or sugar-free Cool Whip or, and I don't do that. I do like super clean, like I don't do tapioca starch, I don't do oat fiber, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, I've been making my own stevia this summer. I bought some plants and I've been drying the leaves and grinding it down myself and, you know, I've been like that crazy person that, that is making <laughs> no, it. No, that's good. Stuff, it's know? good. It's like the it's like the cleanest, healthiest version you can. Right. I mean, yeah. I get I get my cow. My meat is comes from the farm down the road. He's a mile away. I know the farmer. He uses the the hay that he cuts from my field to feed the cow. Like I know where my food is coming from. You know. Um, so if I'm not growing it, it's something that I bought, you know, we buy eggs locally, you know, so we buy cheese that's smoked in the next town over. So I know like where the cheese is coming from. Um, but yeah, a lot of that is because I had cancer and I'm trying, you know, and I'm not going to be the person that says, you know, if you have cancer, don't do chemo, you need to do keto instead because I, I I would 100% do chemo again if I had a recurrence because right. that's that's what's out there. You know what I mean? Like I would right. never be that person that said, don't do any of that traditional medicine, do like holistic because I know people that tried that and they're not here, you know? So, um, but so I would definitely do it again, you know? And with but the keto I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say with the keto lifestyle and eating cleaner and knowing where your food is coming from, do you think that would have helped you through maybe after your chemo where you were just so drained and always running? Yes. And Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and I, I would even go as far as to say maybe I wouldn't have gotten cancer. You know, if I knew about keto 10 years ago, um, I worked night shift for 20 years. So, and this was while my kids were small. So I was running on like three, four hours of sleep a day for 20 years. Wow. Um, so my, my eating was a mess. My sleep was a mess. Um, 
I didn't exercise, you know, like all of the points that keto helps to fix, like all of them were crazy out of whack, like nothing, like I have, I had nothing checked that I should have been doing, you know, everything I was doing was wrong. It was all like prepackaged, easy meals because I worked night, my husband worked days, you know, like he would be walking in the door and I would be walking out. And then in the morning, I would be walking in and he would be walking out and it was just, it was crazy, you know? So we ate a lot of packaged foods. Um, I didn't sleep. I ran on coffee and, you know, not sugar. cupcakes, but yeah, coffee <laughs> and sugar. And, you know, I didn't exercise. I didn't do any, any, anything to take care of myself really. So, you know, if I knew about all this, like 15, 20 years ago, Maybe I wouldn't have gotten cancer, you know, and I, I don't know the answer to that. And none of my doctors know why I got it. Like nobody can say to me, this is what you did. Right. Or this is why you got it. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, yeah. right. and I, I could like beat myself up forever, you know, trying to put blame on myself, but you know, you can't do that. It, you can't live that. No, way. you can't. Yeah, no. Yeah. There, there was a girl all. in my group that she was a triathlete and she's like the fittest person I know. Right. But she still got it. You know what I mean? So it's not because of, it's not because of the exercise because she was like the fittest person I know. So she, and she still got it. So it's, it's a piece of every little thing. And I do believe that it comes from inflammation and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just everything compounded on top of each other. No sleep, no, you know, a lot of stress from not sleeping or worrying about bills or money or whatever and worrying about the kids and, you know, all kinds of stuff just piled on top of each other, all met for the perfect storm or whatever. And and that was it, you know? Yeah. The stress hormone alone, like is so dominant in the human body. Like once you really understand, like for our listeners, understanding the, the power of your stress hormone is, like crazy for example someone can be 100% on point with you know living a healthy cleanest lifestyle with even keto or anything and trying to be in nutritional ketosis but you're so unbelievably stressed out or your stress hormone is stimulated so much it can literally kick you out of nutritional ketosis no matter how good you're eating and no matter how clean you are and everything like that it's just so dominant and powerful that it like literally consumes you so Um, stress is a huge factor in just everyday life and your overall, how you feel every single day and overall with everything. I like a huge like tip for you guys that are listening to, um, understand that your cortisol hormone is very, very important. Um, for sure. I am looking at, um, some things here and I know that you were talking about, you were mentioning to us before the podcast, um, how you approach social situations with food involved. Do you want to give some tips on that? Um, basically, I just, you mean like if I go to a party and there's food? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so um, like my cousin got married last year and I was totally, you know, they, they send the cards, you want beef or chicken or whatever. Like I filled that out and we were totally fine. Like I checked whatever I checked, you know, if there's something, if it's stuffed or sauce or whatever, we just scrape it off and eat what you can. Um, for dessert, we, I brought little pieces of chocolate, like super dark chocolate. 
and I had coffee and we each had, a, my husband and I each had a square of chocolate and coffee and everybody else had cake and ice cream or whatever. And we were totally fine. Nobody looked at us weird. No, I mean, at this point we'd already been doing it for two years, but you know, nobody thought we were weird and nobody made a big deal out of it. If, if you don't, I find that if you don't make a big deal out of it, nobody else will, you know, if somebody trying to push something on you just I'm, right. I'm not hungry I'm not you know oh I can't eat that like if you if you make a big deal out of it oh I'm keto and I can't touch any of that because it's full of sugar like right. if you started bringing all that up then you have the big fight and the, yep. uh, you know well why can't you just try a piece you know it's not going to kill you and you're like I don't want to get into all of it because <laughs> <laughs> it will kill me you know what I mean but right. instead of getting into all of that just I'm full. No thank. Like a simple no thank you is good enough most of the time. You know, yeah. no thanks. I'm really full. Definitely. Yeah. And that's something that I do too is like when you go, you know, to barbecues or whatever, I know sometimes I'll get a little bit of, oh, well, you can't have that. It's like, well, I look at them and I say, well, I can, but I choose not right. to because I want to yes. feel my body the best way that I can. You know, like I know that right. doesn't make me feel good. When I eat it, I actually physically get sick and I'd rather not so right. I don't right. want to so you and know you it's, it's not that I can't that. yeah like right. it's, I always correct them it's like I can eat whatever I want I can I yes. just choose not to you know it's like a choice I'm making so I'm choosing right. to live a healthier lifestyle not you know what I'm saying I can't and so I even correct my kids with that my kids are notorious for that mom you can't have that and I'm like actually I can but I'm not right. going to you my know? son is 22 and he does that to my husband all the time he'll have ice cream or something and he'll be like you oh you can't have this and he'll be like I can have it I, and that's exactly what he said <laughs> not to. so he's, he's yeah. done it to him so many times that he just doesn't even bother him anymore because he he knows what he's gonna <laughs> say to him you know so right but it's like it's also a good like mindset shift for you thinking about that right. because right. sometimes you do need that like mindset reboost you know a little bit yes. because it's like sometimes you can be like oh well you know I wish I could have this or I wish I could have that if you if you're in the beginning and you're trying to transition and all this stuff but it's like you have to remember this is a choice. You have to remember your reason why you're doing it, um, yes. what your commitments are, that type of thing. And then understanding that you're making a choice. You're not being restricted because you're just simply choosing not to eat that food. Right, right. So yeah, and I have, mindset boost. I have not had a headache in probably two years. And I used to get migraines a lot. Like if I have something with sugar in it, I immediately get a headache. And like I've, they are so far and few between that I don't even buy like Motrin or Advil or anything anymore because we don't need it because we never have headaches, which is weird to think about. But like, I mean, I would go through like a bottle a month wow. before I started yeah. keto, you know, and like, I don't even buy it now, you know? So like just that standpoint alone, like I know immediately if there's sugar in something because I'll start getting a headache, you know? Yeah. Um, and Heidi is one of our fellow coaches. If she eats something with sugar, her ears turn red. She said her face feels flush. Like immediately she could tell that she had sugar, you know, which is, is weird. But like when you're off it for so long, like just that little hint of it, you, you could tell, you could totally tell that it's there, you know? Yes. 
Yep, definitely. And I can even tell because I get like almost like this overpowering weird taste like in my in the back of my like tongue and like my throat. Like it's just like it's so sweet that I instantly I'm just like, oh, I can't have this. <laughs> like it's just terrible. Yeah, if, I, <laughs> if I had coffee now the way I used to drink it, like I would probably go into sugar shock. Because I like I am telling you, there was tons of sugar in that coffee. Yes, definitely. Also, um, going a little bit too with the social, the social situations and food that planning and meal prepping and preparing is like also another tip that you could do too, is if you're going to social gatherings, you can plan, prepare and prep your own food. Um, bring something that you like and that somebody else will like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be keto treats, but just something that, you know, you can have and that everybody else will probably like, you'd be surprised how people will go there and just start, you know, dishing up in a, in a potluck and then be like, Oh, by the way, that's low carb. And they'd be like, what? So yeah. this is a good opportunity to inspire other people. Um, to maybe even think about how, e how easy keto is actually when you start thinking about it and how pretty amazing food. So yeah, I think that's do you, how do you work with that sorry. with your clients about like prepping and preparing. Yes, I do. Um, I do a lot of that. Like I'll, I have a whole board in my kitchen and it's just like a straight two by eight, I think. And it's got the days of the week on it. And I have little cards with different meals that I make. Um, and I plan it all out. Like today, I, I went shopping today. So this morning I sat down, I planned it all out, what I'm going to have every day this week. Um, and then I grocery shop according to what I have planned for the week. Um, before keto, I would just randomly walk the aisles and just throw stuff in my cart. And, you know, if I bought salad stuff, maybe I wouldn't make the salad or maybe we wouldn't eat the fruit that I bought or because nobody felt like cutting it or peeling it or whatever. And at the end of the week, I would just throw it all out because it was rotten and I would randomly shop the aisles again. But now, you know, I shop with a purpose. I cook with a purpose. You know, whatever we have tonight for dinner, my husband and my son will take to lunch tomorrow for lunch. So we're using everything that I make and everything that I buy, we're using. You know, it's not like it was before where... It just sits in the, the bottom drawer of the fridge and never gets used. You right. know? So, so even though the quality of the food that I'm buying is better, so it may be more expensive, we're actually spending less because I'm using every single thing that I buy. You know, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think that saves like not like that saves not only keeping things from the bottom of your freezer or fridge, but also like saving time and money that way too. When you have everything planned, prepared and prepped, like that's one thing that I work on too with my clients is talking about how this saves the headache of not knowing what meals to do and like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and then the money perspective, you're not just throwing anything and everything in the cart. Like you actually have a plan and right. it can save you money that way too. Um, time and money, time and money are, are, obviously some of the top things we all need to, we all want to work right. on. And these are huge with the lifestyle. So planning and preparing is super important. I, what I personally do is sometimes I'll, most of the time it'll be on a Sunday is that I'll take the time and I'll like meal prep some meals in for the week ahead and I'll divide and portion and either put in the freezer, or put in the fridge. Um, and that way it's like, I'm a busy mom. 
I am so busy. I have four kids and I have kids in sports and we don't have school buses here. So I have to bring my kids to school. I have to pick them up from school. Then I have to shove, like bring them over to the sports and pick them up and go to games. And so we're constantly running around and I can't be more thankful for the times that I come home. I am exhausted. I don't want to cook and I can just pull something right out of the fridge or freezer. And there I go. Cause I meal prep for the week. So I yeah. think that will save you time and headache. And when you plan and prepare and prep is awesome. Definitely awesome. Yeah. And a lot of people do it the way that you do it. I don't like to spend the whole day in the kitchen. So what I do is I just tell people, like, if you're, if you're cooking for the week, make double. And then freeze half of it every night. So now you have two weeks worth of food. You know, yes. anytime I make soup, I'll make enough for eight. The three of us eat. I put two portions in the fridge for the next day for lunch for them. And then I still have three portions that I put in the freezer. So a night that I don't feel like cooking, you know, it'll just be like freezer. Like I'll just have on the board, like freezer food or whatever. And what kind of soup do you want? I'll pull out, you know, maybe chicken soup for my son and maybe pepper soup for me and whatever for my husband. And we all have soup. I didn't have to cook. We just threw it in the microwave or... There cooked it or whatever you know yeah, and definitely. it was easy you know yeah and we didn't sure. order out which is a plus you know well that's a good example how you can do things a little bit differently and definitely but planning out your meals at least and making a menu is like obviously is you know really important mm -hmm. for, for any way of doing that you're any way that you're doing your meal prepping at all so did you have any questions danielle that you wanted to give sandy I think we covered all of them, but I appreciate you being with us, Sandy, and sharing your story, and congratulations on being seven years yes, a cancer survivor. That is amazing. Yes. It's so inspiring to share your story and talk about, you know, your journey with all of us. So we are really thankful to have you on here. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we um, get off of here, I want to just maybe have you point out where maybe some of our listeners can find you if they want to um, reach out to you for your coaching or guidance or anything like that. Um, maybe your social media or website or anything. Okay. Um, my website and my Instagram page are both Sandy Korshnack, Um but my name is Sandy with an I and my last name Korshnak, K-O-R-S-H-N-A-K. Uh, my Facebook group page is keto over 40 for better health. I think. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I think and we will like put the links it. in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> yes definitely. Keto over 40 for better health. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but that's my, my free Facebook page, Facebook group page. Um, um, yeah. That's how you can awesome. find me. Well, we will definitely link these in the show notes. So those of you listening, don't worry. You don't need a pen and paper, but just kind of giving you an idea of where they are. You guys can just scroll down to the show notes and click on it and find her. Um, but we hope that you guys found Sandy's story super inspiring. And um, again, you can find her with the links down in the show notes. And I want you guys to remember to always tune into our future episodes by subscribing. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining us this week on Keto Convos. 
Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Keto Combos Podcast or email us at ketocombospodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to share with a friend and tune in for our next episode.